hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I welcome you here to my record room, where for the next hour I'll be spending 78 RPM records from my collection. It's an assortment of music from the first half of the 20th century. And on today's program, we'll be hearing pianists, dance bands, jazz bands, vocalists, a comedy record or two, you know, the usual mix. I'm glad you could be here. I think we're going to have fun, and we'll start with a record that was pressed in Switzerland, but recorded here in the States, in New York, on December 17, 1929. This is the Jelly Roll Morton Trio, consisting of Jelly Roll Morton at the piano, along with Barney Bigard playing clarinet, and Zutty Singleton at the drums, and they're doing a thing called Smilin' the Blues Away. cheerful way to start out this edition of the shellac stack the jelly roll morton trio at the tail end of 1929 with smiling the blues away something i'm sure that plenty of folks on wall street and soon around the country would have been very glad to be able to do in late 1929 after that wall street crash 
plenty of blues going around and plenty of folks eager to smile them away. My copy of that was pressed in Switzerland on his master's voice, JK2186. And a little interesting side note, at least I think it's interesting. Uh, back in those days, the recording engineers at Victor would scribble some uh, pertinent details about the recording in the label area of the master recording. And often this was blanked out when the final pressings were made. But sometimes when they sent these parts to be pressed overseas, uh, for whatever reason, they did not blank out that label area. So underneath the His Master's Voice label on this copy, you can very clearly read the etchings of the recording engineer with the matrix number, the recording date, uh, some details, some technical details about the recording. And then at the bottom, it very clearly says in the engineer's handwriting, race, indicating that the performers were non-white, and thus this record was targeted towards the race record market. Definitely a product of its time. Well, welcome. My name is Brian Wright. This is the Shellac Stack, and I'm playing 78 RPM records from the 19-teens, 20s, 30s, 40s. Uh, we're going to stick mostly in the 20s, 30s, and 40s today. And up next, we're going to head back to the early 20s for some pretty good dance records, vocal records, uh, things of that sort, beginning with Arthur Lang's orchestra on the Cameo label, record number 332. From March of 1923, it's a song written in part by Vincent Humans called Bambolina. My first exposure to this was on a piano roll as played by the pianist Frank Banta. At the time I found that roll, it was the only piano roll that I owned. I think it still is. <laughs> I don't have a player piano, so I don't really collect rolls, but I wanted this particular roll because it has a wonderful photograph of Frank Banta right at the start of the roll. So as you're threading it up, you can see a picture of the pianist and at the time I bought it, I was collecting Frank Banta ephemera for a CD I produced on Rivermont with his complete recorded piano solos of the 1920s and early 30s. But I'm digressing. Uh, Frank Banta has nothing to do with this record, at least as far as I know. It's Arthur Lang's orchestra playing Bambolina, a real, real pleasant tune. After that, we'll hear Joe White. <laughs> Not really. That's what it says on the label. It's actually Billy Jones on the National Music Lovers label record number 1064 from December of 1923. National Music Lovers records were sold, I think, primarily by mail order, and not just one at a time. You'd have to sort of buy a whole bundle of them, but they were quite cheap. Uh, I don't remember the exact price, but you'd get six or a dozen uh, for a set price, usually somewhere around a dollar, a dollar and a half. Uh, they were very inexpensive records, and fairly decent at that. Uh, anyway, Billy Jones will sing a tune, a somewhat humorous tune, called So I Took the $50,000. <laughs> and then we'll wrap up with the Riga Dance Orchestra, directed by Fred W. Hager, a guy who had been around the studios for several decades already by the time this was made in October of 1921. The tune is Tuck Me to Sleep in My Old Tucky Home. It's OK 4452. Starting out the set, Arthur Lang's orchestra, Bambolina.
there surely is quite a lot. Though you've got it or not, still it is a whole lot. I told my rich uncle I could use it someday. So just to be a pal to me, he went and passed away. So I took the $50,000. <laughs> I thought I'd like to make a big flash with the roll. <laughs> so I took the $50,000. And bought myself a brand new Ingersoll. I wanted life insurance and the payments were not high. Because I looked so healthy, they thought I'd never die. So I took the $50,000 and went and bought myself a piece of cake. So I took the $50,000. I thought I'd take a trip to Montreal. So I took the $50,000 and didn't go to Montreal at all. I met a poor gold digger. Her feet were almost bare. She said she needed shoes. Her poses did not care. So I took the $50,000 and went and bought a cuckoo for the clock. <laughs> There are many different ways that you can spend dough, and I guess that I know 50,000 or so. No doubt Uncle left it just for some rainy day, but I got rash with all that cash and let it rain away. So I took the $50,000. <laughs> I thought that I would like to study Greek. <laughs> so I took the $50,000 and learn to sing bananas in a week. I went to buy an auto. You know, it's quite the fad. The clerk showed me a pink one, and it didn't look so bad. So I took the $50,000. Oh, gee, oh, gosh, oh, golly, I'm in love. So I took the $50,000. I thought I'd like to own a burlesque show. So I took the $50,000 and learned a lot of things I didn't know. I called upon my landlord. He was my friend, you see. Once when I needed money, he raised the rent for me. So I took the $50,000 and bought a razor blade to cut my hair.
know, sometimes when a performance is lively and enthusiastic, we might say it's brimming with vim and vigor. <laughs> What's the opposite of that? I'm not exactly sure. I don't think we have an expression. Uh, brimming with lethargy? <laughs> I don't know. But that was the Riga Dance Orchestra, a very staid performance of Tuck Me to Sleep in My Old Tucky Home from October of 1921. Before that, Billy Jones singing So I Took the $50,000. He sounded a bit more animated from December of 1923 and starting that set, Arthur Lang's orchestra in March of 1923, a cameo record of Bambolina. Arthur Lang was so popular in the early 20s, both as an arranger and as a band leader. He was very, very busy arranging and uh, recording for the cameo label and playing dates in and around New York. And I think he's often been overlooked. I think a lot of his records are maybe not um, extremely exciting, but there's really some good stuff to be found among them, and uh, I like finding Arthur Lang records. Maybe I'm the only one, but I do like them. Okay, let's continue now with a vocalist who was a Broadway actress in the 1920s. She appeared in several plays and uh, a couple of films even, I think. She made only one record under her own name, although she did also make a few sides as a vocalist with dance band with Harry Archer's orchestra on Brunswick in the late 20s, but we'll hear her solo record now, made for the Victor label, number 21799, from November 26th, 1928. And <laughs> I didn't mean to keep you in suspense. Our singer's name is Polly Walker. And the tune that we'll hear is called Where Were You, Where Was I, Exactly Where We Are. Funny! 
probably heard the song about 42nd Street, but how about the song about 52nd Street? <laughs> well, that's what we just heard, Barney Rapp and his New Englanders, with a vocal by Ruby Wright and the boys, no relation to me, at least I don't think so, <laughs> from February 25th, 1937, that was on the Variety label, VA507, 52nd Street. Before that, Polly Walker, on November 26th, 1928, a record made in New York, Victor 21799, Where Were You, Where Was I, Exactly Where We Are. The flip side of that record is a tune called Billy, and that comprises the complete solo output of Miss Polly Walker. I think she was a pretty good singer. Well, my name is Brian Wright, this is The Shellac Stack, and I'd like to take a moment and thank some of our Patreon sponsors, the folks who help me to keep producing these programs. It takes money and time and all kinds of resources to produce and bring these programs to you, and I'm very grateful to everyone who has contributed over at Patreon uh, to help me raise the funds to keep this thing going. Uh, And today I'd especially like to thank Ken Brown, Gary Orlando, and Gary Motter all of whom have been very generous over at Patreon. And if you'd like to join them, the way to do it is go to patreon.com slash shellacstack, patreon.com slash shellacstack, and choose a 
monthly donation amount that is convenient and comfortable for you. Maybe it's $3 a month, maybe $5 a month. Whatever the shellac stack is worth to you, I'm grateful for your contributions. Uh, They help me to keep doing this, so thank you. And now let's continue with a pianist who was born in Massachusetts and gained real fame in the 20s in England, Carol Gibbons. We'll hear one of his Carol Calls the Tunes medleys from... 1940. This one made in London on July 22, 1940. I could rattle off all of the selections that we'll hear, but Carol will tell you himself as he goes along. He announces each one. I'll say only this is Carol Calls the Tunes number four. Ultimately, he did dozens and dozens of these things. And uh, we're going to hear both sides of the record, so we'll hear part one and part two. It's a pleasant way to spend six or seven minutes. Here he is, Carol Gibbons. My first number on this record I'd like to play, A Nightingale Sang in Barclay Square. Thank you. 
Here's a lovely old tune of Victor Herbert, Indian Summer. Maybe you'll recall that a little while ago I played a record by Fred W. Hager and the Riga Dance Orchestra called Tuck Me to Sleep in My Old Tucky Home, and I commented that the performance was distinctly without vim and vigor. <laughs> I sort of imagine that could we hear him speak, Fred Hager might sound a bit like Carol Gibbons or vice versa, because no matter how lively Carol Gibbons' piano playing gets, he still seems to speak with a mouthful of mashed potatoes and... Uh, a distinct lack of uh, vivacity or <laughs> vivaciousness or whatever you want to call it. Uh, he, he sounds rather bored when he talks, but uh, the piano playing is nice. That was Columbia FB2475, 
Made in London, July 22, 1940, Carol Calls the Tunes, number four. Okay, up next I have a record that was among the earliest 78s I remember ever acquiring, and even as a child, I knew that the title of this Merle Travis record referred to the advertising slogan of Lucky Strike Cigarettes. And uh, the only reason I knew that as a, I don't know, 11, 12-year-old is that at that time I was somewhat fascinated by the old radio shows of Jack Benny and would listen to them. And of course, for many years, he was sponsored by Lucky Strike, which drilled into your head week after week, LSMFT, and so round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. Not that I'm here uh, extolling the virtues of cigarettes. (laughs) I'm not. But this song is called So Round, So Firm, So Fully Packed. And My appreciation for this record has only grown through the years as I've realized more and more that almost every line in it refers to an advertising slogan of the day, or at least of uh, the years just prior to when this was recorded in 1946. And all of these advertising slogans are being put to use to describe the singer's uh, significant other, shall we say, his his lady friend. And we'll hear (laughs) references to uh, the advertising slogan of Packard Cars, Just ask the man that owns one. We'll hear a reference to the Coca-Cola advertising phrase, uh, the pause that's so refreshing, and uh, even a little jab at Pepsodent toothpaste, which uh, for years advertised that by using their product, you could have that Pepsodent smile. Here it's uh, been neutered somewhat to a toothbrush smile. In any case, this is meant to be subtly humorous, and even if the idea of just ask the man that owns one in reference to a woman Uh, strikes us as a bit uh, misogynistic. Don't take it too seriously. This was meant to be sort of lighthearted fun in 1946, and if we take it on those terms, I think it still is today. We'll follow Merle Travis with Tiny Hill and his orchestra from November of 1939, Skirts, and wrapping up this set, Timmy Rogers, and really kind of a silly little record called Flagellapa. (laughs) F-L-A-G-A-L-A-P-A. And if that makes no sense to you, well, it's supposed to be in reference to the states of Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, and Pennsylvania. And you'll hear why that is as the record plays. It's also from 1946. Majestic 9000 is the label and issue. Starting us off, Merle Travis and a whole lot of Pepsodent and... uh, Coca-Cola and Packard and Lucky Strike advertising coming at you in So Round, So Firm, So Fully Packed. So round, so firm, so fully packed That's my gal So complete from front to back That's my pal Toasted by the sun And I'm a son of a gun If she don't make my five o'clock shadow Come around at one You can bet your boots I'd walk a mile Through the snow Just to see her toothbrush smile They mention on the radio If you don't think she's a lot of fun Just ask the man that owns one So round, so firm, so fully packed That's my gal
so round, so firm, so fully packed. That's for me. She's just like a money back guarantee. Like a barfly goes for drink. Like the Bobby Sox goes for Frank. And just like Jesse James would go for money in the bank. From head to foot, she's perfect size. She's a whiz, always wears a 45 gun, that is. She's got the look that's so impressive. She's got the pose that's so refreshing, so round, so firm, so fully packed. That's my gal. Done told me that I'm top hand It won't be long till she wears my brand So round, so firm, so fully packed That's my gal fooling either. Skirts, you flimsy skirts, that's about all that you can see. Down around your ankles, up to your knees, all up to your hips, oh, when along comes a breeze. Oh, skirts, I said you skirts, y'all the big attraction to me. Attraction to me 
Here's a little song about a girl that I met in Florida, which is fly. Kissed her in Georgia, which is jive. Married in Louisiana, which is lie. And I settled in Pennsylvania, which is pie. So I called my mama, Fly Jalapa, and Fly Jalapa is her name. I called my mama, Fly Jalapa, and she calls me the same. Cause I have met her in Fly, mm, kissed her in Jive, married in Lie, and I settled in Pie. So I called my mama. Flagellapa, and Flagellapa is her name. I've got a little shack in Ponsitone, Ponsitone, PA, where I sit and I dream of Bagalusa, Bagalusa, LA. And when I dream of Bagalusa, it takes me back to Macon, GA, and Macon reminds me of Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Flagellapa, and Flagellapa is my name. Oh, she calls her papa Flagellapa, and I call her the same. Well, I did warn you it was kind of a silly record. Flagellapa, <laughs> Timmy Rogers in 1946 there. And hey, let's see, if I took that same logic and applied it to my wife, who has lived in Virginia, Japan, and Pennsylvania, would that make her Vajapa? <laughs> I don't think that sounds very good. I don't recommend this method for nicknaming your significant other. <laughs> Hey, this is Brian Wright, and uh, no, I'm not going to tell you what my state abbreviation name is, and this is the Shellac Stack, where I'm playing 78s from the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. I'm having a good time. I hope you are as well. And we're going to turn next to one of the more popular sweet hotel bands of the 1930s, Henry King and his orchestra. This was made in New York on May 23, 1935 for the Columbia label. Joseph Sudi is the vocalist. The tune... Kiss Me Goodnight. We'll follow that with Bing Crosby in December of 1932, and he'll sing Street of Dreams on a Columbia record, my copy pressed in the UK, DB2085. And wrapping up this set, 
Lou Gold and his orchestra, and a Lou Gold composition, because yes, in the early 30s, he was quite prolific as a composer. We'll hear Just a Kiss, Lou Abelardo, the vocalist. It's from February 17th, 1931, Clarion 5263. But starting off, Henry King and his orchestra. King's don't mean a thing 
On the street of dreams Dreams broken in two Can be made like new On the street of dreams Gold, silver and gold All you can hold Is in the moonbeams Poor, no one is poor Long as love is sure On the street of dreams But I'll just go along 
hoping just for the day when I will hear you say that you'll want just a kiss. I think we can just squeeze one more record in. It's Muggsy Spanier and his Dixieland band in 1950, a Walter Melrose composition called Dixie Flyer.
Well, that's just about all the time we have today. My name is Brian Wright, and for the past hour, you've been listening to The Shellac Stack, bringing you 78 RPM records from the first half of the 20th century. I hope you enjoyed the show, hope you found something you liked, and I hope you'll come back next time and we'll do it again. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.